This is Connor. And this is Paul. And welcome to, to Silver, Silver Screamers. Screamers. Your gender-bending, genre-jumping, nobody's perfect, decade-hopping film podcast. Wow, 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 wow. That was a mouthful. That was a tongue twister. I'd love to have a theme song, like if I walked into a room. <laughs> yeah, every time you walk into a room, it's just like wow, 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 wow. wow, 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 wow. If you walked into a room, it'd be like wow, wow, wow. I love a dad joke. I think this is our eleventh film. Is it? I think it's our eleventh film, twelfth episode. Or let me just check on our list. We have eleven films on the list. So this is our twelfth film. Twelfth film. Twelfth film. Our third recording. Since quarantine has come down. Yes, we are <laughs> milling through them at this point. We are. And um Hope everybody's um, safe and well yeah. and keeping keeping okay. And this I think this has been this was your genre. I think this was a nice genre to do during the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> keeping spirits high. I think yeah, we've been in I actually think it was a nice genre to do, but we didn't actually hit the brief in some circumstances. <laughs> All of our films have been very f- light. Fluffy. Light and fluff. Apart from that, Mir- should have been Mir- the genre. Mir- light and fluff. Mira's wedding isn't really light. It's a bit and fluffy. That's probably yeah. a bit heavier. But the other three have been light, fluffy, just nice films to watch after you've just watched the nine o'clock news and heard how awful and we're all doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's been more deaths and more cases. Stay indoors. Uh, you and Let's I are better watch though. Some like it hot. Oh, we are better. Yes. We- I still don't have, I think, 100% of my smell or taste. I'm kind of worried at this point it's never going to come back. It but will. I am smelling it and tasting will. much better. It yeah. will. And I, I, when we recorded SVEO Trot, I had just come back from the testing office. Still no results. And I still haven't got my results, but I am healthy and fine. I feel no symptoms. And I haven't seen anyone apart from Connor in weeks. So I feel like I actually kind of want it to be positive because then that means that I've gone through it. it, I've done it, and it means I can maybe visit my Nana when this is all over. Since the last episode as well, we have set up a Facebook page. We have our Facebook. We have our updated website with links to our Instagram and our yes, Facebook. And we you can also email us there if you want. through them. So I, f- I was a bit nervous to create a Facebook because I felt that was... A commitment. Yeah, was, <laughs> well, no, I felt like it was like... Because on Instagram, we, weren't, we were only friends with people that, we were very, that we would have told anyway. And going on Facebook, you know, like on Facebook, there's people that you have never spoken to, and anybody can follow you, like and ages and stuff. See you yeah. Or share or whatever, yeah. So I was a bit like, like exposed. That's frauds. Do you know Ireland people are like notions? Like, yeah. who are those lads thinking they're great with a podcast? Yeah. Um, I could do that. I could do that. Well, I mean, well you can. Anybody can do this. Anyone can. Just sitting yeah. down and talking for an hour. But I don't know. Just I don't know. But anyway, we or did it, two. and we currently have 69 likes, as you pointed Yee. out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah maybe people who haven't listened I, I think our numbers have gone up yes yes I Sex in the City was a very very popular episode we're getting shared and yeah people seem to be liking our Facebook and uh, putting in suggestions as well for future genres and topics which oh, is interesting oh I haven't I've heard any Orla recommended recommends Breakfast at Tiffany's as a film okay. as a film and Louise Quinn recommended um oh i don't have the, the name of the film there but there's a recommendation there as well okay oh i know what she said she said oh what did she say um a little miss sunshine 
no, that wasn't the one she sent us. She did say that as well. She has said that. Yeah, she said that as well. Do you know what I feel will be like the exciting thing when we get a comment from someone who we don't know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And someone I don't know liked is following our Instagram now. Oh, right. So, actually, (laughs) if you comment, uh, (laughs) hashtag like us. Yeah, and actually, uh, because of the whole working at home and COVID-19 in uh, work, people have been sending around, ooh, try looking at this TV show or film or listen to this podcast. So I was like, well, you know, you could you could maybe listen to this podcast mm-hmm. because it is the best one out there on the airways right yeah, now. Yeah, the best <laughs> podcast in the world, yeah. There's no ads on our one. No. <laughs> yes, we have to milk it. We have to start milking this. You know what, actually, we haven't done, and I was thinking, should we do this? On, so we should very briefly after we have our little intro just go through the format of the podcast in case it's anyone's first episode oh in case they skip ahead <laughs> well well when i if i was listening to a film podcast i wouldn't listen to them episode per episode i would just pick and choose the films that i'm interested in yeah uh, so, and I, I was actually listening to a, a german podcast interestingly and it's it's actually about where they look at murder cases and they sort of talk about the murder cases. Ah, yes. And <laughs> just like us. And they, they often say at the start of their podcast, oh, we analyze these cases and we talk about them. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's not, but we never mean anything disrespectfully or something like that, you know. So they just kind of have that little paragraph. A little, a little intro. So yeah. why don't we tell our listener... <laughs> 69 in the post 69. <laughs> 69 like the Facebook uh, That doesn't mean they're listening No, that means you probably have more <laughs> listeners So Silver Screamers is a film podcast Where we pick a theme or a genre And we <laughs> At the start it was genre But then we f- figured we'd run out of those And then we said, well, it'll just be a theme A theme, yeah, theme So we pick a theme And so far we, we've done cult classics, musicals And this is our last in rom-coms And we pick four films per each theme and those four films have to be in a different decade and that means that we're not all doing new ones um and then what happens at the end of every episode i pick one film that fits the theme connor picks another one and we do a random generator to see which one will do and we basically dissect the film to within an inch of its life and once we're finished sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't agree I find we've, we've usually kind of come yeah, down on the same usually. side of thing. And then we had a bit of a tiff over Fiddler. Fiddler on the roof. was our one. That was that. That was the dramatic that episode. Was the, the drama. Thank God we had a had a the power of moderator a mo- <laughs> and a moderator there. <laughs> and then what we do is we we find a slot for it on our list. Um, and uh, sometimes we disagree. So we use the, the parameters of uh, direction, costumes, music, um, story, writing, and, and act performances and, and things and like that as yeah. a barometer for. And then we put it somewhere on our list. And that's that's it. That's our podcast. That's that's, that's what we do. And yeah. it gives us an excuse to sit down and have some quality time that's, talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have a happy year. We do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Although when when we do watch these films, Paul's often. I'm always like, "Oh, did you know this?" And he's like, "Stop it! Save it for the podcast. We can't discuss it now. We can't talk for forty eight hours until we record I, I, I the podcast." I like my my, my reactions to be <laughs> authentic. Um, authentic. Yeah. Uh, before we and we invite you as we are now sitting uh, on this quite nice evening happy enjoying a drink talking about this podcast to sit down and have a drink and watch the films that we talk about yeah what are uh, if you're listening to the podcast driving don't do that but you know i'm sure they won't yeah i'm sure they won't don't do it yeah what a lovely way to spend a saturday evening just sitting back with a glass of wine talking about some like it hot yes 
And I it is like actually lovely. And there's cherry blossoms blossoming outside. Oh. Pity we can't go. <laughs> yeah, pity we can't. <laughs> They're all withering in front of us <laughs> from coronavirus. There's not... Usually we often start the... The before we get into the film we sometimes have a little delve into any films that we've seen in the cinema or new releases <laughs> but uh, that ain't happening yeah we haven't been to the cinema in a long time there's been a few little things so Black Widow has now been moved to November and every Marvel film has been moved back a slot so Marvel films are all all have been, for three years or two years are all given like a slot and they've all moved been moved back one um, okay, that makes so, sense. So, yeah, so The Eternals, which was to be in November, is now in spring, and Black Widow is now in November. And um, Wonder Woman is still set to be released. It was meant to be on your birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah Every time a Wonder Woman is released, it's on my birthday. I mean, and there's Paul only says, been, oh, there's only been one birthday? Wonder Woman film. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one time it was released on my birthday, and Paul was like, What do you want to do for your birthday? Hint, let's go to Wonder Woman. And it was great. And we did that, and it was it was it great. Was good movie, yes. And it, it just so happened. That and all our friends turned up and was like, "Is this Paul's birthday or yours?" <laughs> well, uh, the second Wonder Woman it was to be released on Connor's uh, birthday, but not the case anymore. It's been moved to the summer, but it was a risky. I, I believe days in the summer. Uh, July, I believe it's been moved. To, it was well, June. That's only back a month. Yeah, but it, there's a chance that the cinemas will still be closed. It's June. Send me presents. And also. Uh, oh what's that film Artemis Fell was meant to be a big film released yeah. that's now just going to go straight to Disney Plus which must be disappointing for the actors very, disappointing, stuff. very disappointing he's a little Irish kid actually and I don't know his, his first time his first, first time, time. Yeah. yeah like he was yeah but like you know he was going to be in this new Harry Potter essentially and now I mean I'm sure it'll Disney Plus It's he's in a big movie and he's on Disney Plus that's I not know, bad I know and then although they're, probably, they're pushing that service as well and then kind Mulan. of expensive though to download on Disney Plus. I think it's like well, it's, it's like between a family. Oh, I thought you had to download no, individual no, no, films. No, 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 no. Disney Plus is like Netflix. It's six a month, mm. and then you get six a month, six euro a month, and you get on maybe seven, and you get unlimited content. It's great. I think we should. What was I heard recently that they were they, so you could download movies for twenty dollars or something. So what they were going to do with some of the releases uh, and Grace Randolph told me this this morning I can't think of any off the top of my head perhaps they might do this with Mulan you should follow her and then you know she can listen to us and then follow us yeah, back yeah sure she'd love she that would. she has more than 69 followers I can say that well I mean how did she start anyway, anyway, anyway she said so, so what happens is they're, they're releasing their films a lot of their films are being now released for streaming where you pay 15 euro for 48 hours to rent them or 20, 20 euro so it depends on the film so The Call of the Wild is 15 and some other films are more and you have that film for 48 hours right so you but rent them what? you rent them you rent them but Disney renting for 15 to 20 dollars is expensive. it is expensive but I suppose you could think if you had like if you're going to the cinema you, but uh, you know going to the cinema is an experience yeah I agree. watching it at home I completely agree yeah. but Disney Plus, and that's that's why it's kind of like, did they feel that Artemis just wouldn't get people down downloading it for that amount because they've just put it straight to their streaming service? So anyone who now already pays for Disney Plus will automatically get Artemis. I suppose the only good thing is there's one criticism about Disney Plus is that it doesn't seem to have a lot of new releases. It's great for the Disney archives, while Netflix is constantly churning out new content. Disney Plus didn't have a huge amount, so at least this can be seen as. Something yeah, new but and what, exciting. A, what a back catalogue. I mean, jeez. Yeah, I mean, the back catalogue. Would you like to get it? Disney Plus, you were kind of reluctant. 
Well, we already pay for Netflix, so I was kind of reluctant to because there's Amazon Prime and then there's Apple TV and there's all sorts of these things. I wouldn't be bothered with them. I wouldn't. I'd be curious about Disney Plus. But I suppose you can always get it for a month and see how you go. Exactly. And cancel it. Exactly. It does seem cheap, like seven euro. I mean, that's two coffees. Yeah, but I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like for a month, yeah. and you wouldn't even notice it, especially between the two of us. We'll see. We'll see. So, some like it hot. I've seen this film dozens of times. I only saw. I had seen clips from it and that kind of thing, and maybe, maybe had seen it when I was a kid, but I, I didn't really remember it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a classic. It is a classic. And thoughts. Well, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I thought it was funny watching it because it's very of its time, you know, in a lot of different aspects. Oh, yes. There's almost a naivety to it. And uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. Yeah, but there's an element of progressiveness to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Which I thought was interesting. Definitely, definitely. And there's an element of innocence to it. But I'm glad you liked it because I wasn't sure if you'd like it. I thought, I thought, I thought, no, not, no, I, I knew you'd like it. I thought you'd be like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was and good. I think it's, I, think I mean, it's, I, I'm not, I wasn't, I wouldn't be bowled over by it, but I mean, it was, yeah, it was very yeah, good. I mean, it, it is considered one of the best comedies of all time and it's mm. very funny. It is funny. I, best comedy of all time. I don't know about that. What would you think is the best comedy of all time? Ooh, on the I know, spot I just, I'm sorry. That's a terrible thing to that's do. That's a terrible thing to do to your boyfriend. <laughs> Comedies aren't something that either of us gravitate towards. No, we don't tend to go. We tend to go more towards uh, horrors or thrillers. Horror, action, drama. Action, not so much. I, I was gagging for an action movie there the other night. Well, right. I think there's a lot of trashy action, but like a good classic I action a bit film. Of, I love a bit of trash. Best comedy of all time. Oh, I really enjoyed Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Uh, That's Bird got a lot Cage. of parallels to this, to be honest. Yes. You also like, parallels. I like drag. Yes, I like drag. You love drag I comedy. Drag. I mean, drag comedy is funny. Fish call Wanda. No. Fish call Wanda is not drag. Oh no, sorry. I think I always get these mixed up. I get a fish call Wanda and uh, uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I don't know why. I always get those mixed up. I have never seen Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Mm, well, there. Never seen it. I was thinking about picking a fish called Wanda for rom coms. One of my choices, but then I was like, it's not really a rom com. I don't think this. So I'm like it hot. I feel is a rom-com but also a bit farcical like it's, it's a bit of a farce it is it's a french farce yeah yeah it's a it's a, it's a rom farce yeah rom a rumpy compy yeah uh, but but as all other movies in this category loosely fits in with the genre so loosely fuck it. fits in we got it in there, <laughs> there it's it. funny yeah. yeah i just picked it because i wanted it's to see it's romantic it. yeah it fits there's the a things. boyfriend girlfriend element um yeah. absolutely before we dissect it to within an inch of its life Oh, we have to do the summary. I have to do the summary. Now, Connor. I, you want me to be better than I last time? I want you to be better. <laughs> <laughs> also a terrible thing to say to your boyfriend. Well, no, <laughs> I want... context. Because you, the last time you did this was Sex in the City. Awful. And I did it, it was not... A, it, as RuPaul would say, that was not good. Not your best Ladies, work. I'm using RuPaul's drag, you know? I think oh, yeah, drag. Very good drag queens and we uh, both kind of have drag personas of sorts well we came up with drag personas mine hasn't emerged yet yours has emerged twice twice yeah funny enough this only occurred to me uh, yesterday when I was thinking about 
uh, drag that because uh, this film is all about drag and it occurred to me that i think when i added you on facebook your profile picture was you in drag my profile picture i think so and i went to check to see if i imagined it and you certainly did have a profile picture of you in drag. oh yeah no that was a halloween I mean, yes. I mean, yes. It was, yeah, I, it was yes. in uh, Friends' house. You had, had lovely a, blonde hair. Bl- just see. No, no, I don't think it was. Was it blonde or was it? I think blonde. it was. I think you were kind of doing a Marilyn. I mean, you didn't shave your beard. I don't know where I got the makeup. <laughs> maybe it was just Halloween makeup or maybe one of... Uh, it was in my friend's house and maybe one of his sisters did it or something. So that was kind of Fanula. So Connor's drag name is... Fanula Foxtrot. Fanula Foxtrot. And but Paul, kind of a bit Paul's of... Paul's winter solstice. Oh, I can't... Yes, Winter Solstice is mine, and Connor's is Fanula Foxtrot. Fanula Foxtrot. Actually, Although I'd say, I say it like that. I say like Fanula Foxtrot, like uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it's <laughs> really, like, I kind of think Fanula Foxtrot is more of a bit of a frump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put up, uh, maybe on when we put up this episode, I'll put up a picture of Fanula and Winter alongside. Yeah, we'll think about that. <laughs> No, you don't. I don't feel I don't, that wasn't Fanula Foxtrot. Okay, I have to bring her to life. Yeah, but it's still a funny photo. Yeah, you do. I mean, bet no time like the present, right? Oh, I should have done that. Um, I went to my friend hosted a drag party about two years ago, and I and we all dressed up in drag, and a girl. A friend, a friend of mine who was a girl, painted my did, did my makeup, so I had the benefit of having someone who actually knew what to do, because I wouldn't have neither you or I would have a clue how we how to even start. We'd be like um, <laughs> that Homer Simpson invention where he has the makeup and a shotgun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked like really pretty. I was so proud. <laughs> the second time she, the second time when Winter Solstice disappeared, it was Halloween. It was Halloween. It was just green face. It was just green face paint. But yeah, there's no. I don't think there's any close-up photos of that, which is probably for the best. But those boots, those, those boots, them boots, them boots them were made boots, for walking. Them boots. Okay, okay. Let's do our summary of some like it hot. I will try to be better. I promise. You you have to get it in two forty. You have to cut corners if it takes. If that's what it takes. I will try. I don't think this one is particularly. Yes, said that about. Yes, listen back. <laughs> Sex and City. Not a lot happens. <laughs> well, more happened in that than I thought because it keeps switching between the four characters. In this one, I don't think it's as bad. I I, mm, I think this is trickier than you think. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see. Okay. And Avan. And a two, and a three. Okay, so two musicians, uh, one who plays the bass and one who plays the saxophone, uh, are working in a club. It's prohibition times and the club gets raided, so they slip out. They're broke, they have no money. They go to an agency to try and look for work after blowing their money on a, on a dog race. The agency is, says, no, no, we don't really have anything. Uh, one, of the, one of the agents says, oh yeah, we have something. Uh, why don't you go in and talk to uh, my boss, the agent? They go in and they find out that the, uh, the gig uh, that they're looking to do is for women only. So playing in a women's band or a women's group in Florida. So the, they get kicked out by the agent and they go off. Um, they have another gig that they go to, uh, but on the way there to pick up a car to go to that gig, they witness the murder, a gangland uh, murder. The gang then wants uh, to kill them because they've witnessed it, but they run off and they escape. They decide to take the gig in Florida uh, and come up with a plan to dress up as women to take the gig so that they can escape from the gangsters and get paid. 
they fool them they get on a train to go to this gig and on the train they meet sugar uh, <laughs> they both they both are attracted to sugar but one of the characters is particularly attracted to her and tries to is trying to maintain his femininity but also trying to get stuck into her uh, they reached uh, the uh, they reach Florida and um, Marilyn Monroe who plays sugar uh, says to the saxophone guy that she keeps falling in love with bad boys and but she loves saxophone players so he cracks a plan to uh, woo her they go out to the beach he uh, dresses up um, as a rich person and sits on the beach and she comes over he starts talking to her and she's all interested in him because he's rich and he's uh, the kind of person that she wants she wants in her life um, oh they then uh, continue to play uh, in the band and he uh, arranges for uh, to meet her on the pier later on where he brings her to a boat. Meanwhile, the other person, the other musician has met this guy. This guy's been interested in her and he goes on a date with him. 30 seconds. Uh, so they, they hit it off. Uh, they come back uh, to the mainland and... Uh, uh, the, uh, the gangsters the gangsters turn up and they find these two guys here they recognize them and they try to kill them there's a big runaround but uh, and eventually the guy who Marilyn Monroe is interested in um, realizes he goes up and tells her but she still loves him so they try and make a getaway they get onto a boat and they travel off and they fall in love I've left out a whole load of stuff God knows what happens after God, to just left out a whole bunch of stuff but I got it in the you 240s you got it there well done oh my god you if got anybody's it. listening to that they won't have a clue what it's about but there you go you got it in well done oh. well done and lots of crazy funny things ensue during all that yes yeah like like it is like it's it's like a big French forest what, what major things did I leave out of that I think you got most of it and you didn't mention uh, how uh, yeah, the, the relationship between Daphne and the rich man uh, in terms of he by yeah I skipped over that he guy. uses so so my, my my main kind of do you know the way I kind of have a, a main point for most of these films like of something strong my main thing with this is that how uh, Joe is a horrible person to everyone and particularly his best mate to Jer he's horrible to Jerry I don't really get this there was a I don't really so Jer is um very into sugar uh, when they first meet her. I, I think and he just thinks she's hot, to be well, fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she, I mean she is. Yeah. She's probably the most beautiful woman of all time. Yeah. Uh, Joe's not too fussed. He's more about maintaining the, you know, their their personas, you know, maintaining that, uh, the secrecy around yeah, who yeah, they yeah. are. Um, but then, as she says, oh, I fall in love with, you know, saxophone players. They really turn me on and all this kind of stuff. He then becomes interested in her and starts, you know, thinking about her. But I don't really know. There's a scene where he somehow convinces Jer that he should be the one to go for her, and Jer's kind of like backs off. And don't, I don't. I, I didn't really understand that. Why? Yeah, I don't think Jerry ever had any had any notions of trying to make Sugar a conquest. I think he just thought she's a hot girl, and he invited her up in the train into. Yeah. Her. Well, no, he didn't invite her up. She invited herself up. He, she went oh, to thank true. him and yeah, she came yeah. up and I think he was enjoying spending time with her and and enjoy the attention but Joe was a Lothario that's well established in the first act because he's charming the pants off the agent 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to the all the agency, the the secretaries, he's chairman. They're, yeah, them. chairman, the pants off them. Uh, and even when he's been, he's clearly been horrible to one of them, but like she's still sort of falling for him. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't really see the appeal with Tony Curtis, <laughs> but he, yeah, he's handsome. I don't think he's, but he's also, but he's smooth. He's most. very smooth. Yeah, yeah. And so that's established that he is a ladies' man. Well, I don't that well. He's an uh, he's an alpha male. Well, maybe you could argue that Jerry is a beta male. I don't know. I don't terms like that. Yeah, Therefore, I suppose. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry is probably more. Uh, he's more bumbly, and he's he's, he's definitely more kind of awkward. Awkward. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he wouldn't not, have it in he's him. Not at the smooth talk. Not at all. No. no, and even within their relationship. Joe is the alpha. He makes the decisions, and he kind of bullies Jerry into. I mean, he he bullies him into betting his coat on a greyhound, and he loses yeah. his coat. He bullies him into giving up uh, his, his rent money. His rent money, and later on, then he he steals the diamond bracelets that was yeah, his, that was and, his. He, and he bullies him into going on a and date for, with a man and like, for some reason he says it's our diamond bracelet no 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 that was given to me I'm, I'm taking the form of daphne here that was given to me while i was distracting a man but that's what i mean yes joe, no, 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 that's not yours that's mine joe says to him he says you gave my bracelet away and he's like it was our bracelet and he's like oh yeah our bracelet because, and then oh, i was like what and there's another part in the film where jerry and they're having an argument. Not even just a bracelet. A diamond bracelet that would probably pay their rent for a year. Easily. Well, I don't know. Well, he certainly would be helpful towards. And and Jerry was going to use it to, to help them both. And he just yes. gave it away. Oh, and the film, oh, we're jumping ahead here, but the film kind of framed it like, isn't that sweet? He gave it to Marl, to, Mar- to Sugar. He really loves yeah. it. No. Yeah. No. Jerry, God knows what Jerry had you're to do to get that. You're the one who's deceived, Marilyn. Yeah. You've, you're the yes, one that pulls yes, the, yes. the wool over her st- And are still doing it yes. by giving her this bracelet. I'm telling you, you're working for Shell Oil and you have to go away to Venezuela yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my thesis statement for this film is that Joe's a dick. Dickhead. He's an yeah. absolute dick. And Jerry is a, s- a sweetheart. <laughs> well, I mean, he's trying to charm the pants off Marilyn while in drag and be, no, be he's de- not. deceitful as well. But yeah. Jerry, Daphne was just, he was just caught up in the whole persona of Daphne. And even the fact that he was like, I'm not Josephine, I'm Daphne. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was in. I never liked the name Josephine. He was enjoying he was being enjoying Daphne. It. Yeah, of course. He was. I have to say, I really like Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon is he's an, he's a star, amazing in this yeah. film, and and in other films, like he's not just a comedy actor. He's been in a lot of serious movies as well. He's played a lot of serious roles. Oh, I, I don't. I to be honest, this is the only I really film like Jack Lemon. Who? What yeah. else is he in? Well, I looked up last night after watching this. I was like, I'm sure he's in Twelve Angry Men. So I looked up the nineteen, I think it's nineteen fifty seven version of Twelve Angry Men, and he wasn't in it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I must have gotten that wrong. And then I looked up just today then I said, I'll look up Jack Lemon. And I saw 12 Angry Men, but he was in the 1998 version of 12 Angry Men. 1998? Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. So you must have seen that without realizing it was a different version, did you? No, I saw it while realizing it was a different version, but I just got mixed up with the one he was in. Oh. Uh, He was in Glengarry Glen Ross. Now he was a bit of a... Bit of a What's that? Glengarry Glen Ross. Never even heard of that. That sounds Irish. It's a play. I'm not sure if it's Irish, uh, but it's a play originally, and it was made into a movie in the 90s with uh, Kevin Spacey. 
and Jack Lemmon played one of the one of the roles. One of the roles which was a bit sort of bumbly. I mean, he's a wonderfully man. physical actor. Yeah, very physical, very kind of his walk with Daphne. Yeah, it was just, just spectacular. Like, I, I really felt he encompassed Daphne more than Joe Encompass. encompassed Josephine. Josephine. I do think Josephine's voice was fantastic. Yeah, Tony Curtis's voice with with Josephine was fantastic. I can't, I can hear that in my head. I was hoping I could imitate it, but I tried a few times. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of, can you do it? Like, uh, oh, that's, no, I'm not even going to try. That's nice too. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I do. Yeah. I don't, did, did, did uh, Daphne have a different voice to, to Jerry? Well, yes. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel it was as, as stark difference. Oh, definitely. He was definitely putting on a, a, a voice. It, okay, it doesn't stick mm, in That's my... okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, okay. But to be fair to Tony Curtis, Tony Curtis had to play three characters in this film. And they are all very different. Yes, indeed, the, yeah. The, while, while Jerry... Uh, he had sorry, to play Joe, uh, Josephine, and, Junior, and, and the child and Junior. The, the, Junior, wasn't his name yeah. Junior? Oh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, even though I, I hated... I think we're kind of meant to think that accent is crap. It was a, it was an odd I accent. I think it was meant know. to be British or something. I don't what even know what it was. And to be it fair, they, they like, do reference it. I've got to go off the. It was totally unsexy as well. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. But I think they make reference to that. Like Daphne, or uh, we're going to be saying so many names for this film. Uh, Jack Lemon actually says to him. What was that accent? He kind of makes fun of it. And also, this is the second rom-com in a row that they have uh, stated multiple times in the script how the main female character is an idiot. <laughs> I do, yeah. They said what, I, I can't remember the context of when they said that, but I remember thinking oh, that is like that. Oh yeah, she just, says it like she. They say it more in this. Well, she sad. says at the start. I think they get away with it more in this for a few reasons. She says it when she's chatting with. Josephine in the cart. She's like, "Oh, I'm kind of thick. If I wasn't so, if I was yeah. smarter, I wouldn't be on this train with this band." And then she says it. I think she might say it to Junior on the but boat. But I suppose I don't really think characters themselves saying that they're stupid is the same. Like in uh, in SEO Trust, she said, "Oh, I'm not the sh- sharpest tool in the shed." And he agreed with her. But this, that happens again in this film. Did he agree? He with says her? there's other. Qu- it literally, all my, I was my jaw hit the ground because it's literally the exact same scene where I'm not sure if he's in, if it's when he's in his shell, when he's in his junior persona, or if it's at the very end when they're on the boat. I think, but he says to her, "There's other qualities." Hello, magic. Magic has decided her to say hello to, to us now. Hi, hi, magic. Hi, Madge. She. Someone says to her when she says, "I'm not very stupid." There's other qualities, which is yeah. literally exactly what Dustin Hoffman says. But I will say that I think this gets away with it more because it does still seem like the film is a bit embarrassed by its plot and therefore to as a kind of insurance to make us believe that she would fall for this, they're saying, well, she's stupid. But I think... But everybody falls for it. Everyone falls for it. But also, to be fair... Marilyn Except the gangsters. They fall for it initially. Yeah. They do cop on quite quickly, though. Yeah, you are right, quickly. yeah. And they only saw the lads in men as as the men for like thirty seconds, 30 seconds well, or something. Yeah. Well, Daphne has spent an entire night with Junior and has spent a couple of days with the girls, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But the one thing I will say though is Marilyn 
was play the dumb blonde throughout the film so her character did come off was quite ditzy you know when she you know you know there's some great lines in this film when he says to her do you play the stock market and she's like no the ukulele <laughs> <laughs> that's like it's a great line and this film doesn't pause it doesn't let you there's so many quick lines in this film it's not like it says something funny and then, and then it like you, relaxes yeah, and, and it's like a, a time there you it. go we're so yeah. proud of that line those lines are coming in and you don't have time to digest and it fast and, yeah. so it's a type of film i think you could watch this a few times and catch and you have i have and each time there's i like i love the thing at the start when the girls arrive um and they say oh you're the new girls and jack lemon says brand new <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> so so going back to the stupid thing i feel like marilyn played this role as a ditzy blonde Judy Dench didn't play her character as a they kept telling us she was stupid but not yeah. once did Judy and sometimes, did. I think that is like in, in Judy Dench's case and actresses which decide or the script decides for them that the character is ditzy and is you know not very bright where actresses or actors play that role with the character not realizing or sort of you know where it's not um, played as a ditzy character because people don't people who are ditzy who other people think are ditzy they don't necessarily think they're ditzy no of course not. no nobody very few people think or certainly say they're ditzy stupid <laughs> but 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 you know and I always I, you'll know this but I always say I watched an interview with about the Friends characters for example yes, where obviously yes. Phoebe was quite ditzy and airy and you know but not stupid no no not stupid at and all. This, they said the smartest thing that uh, Lisa Kudrow did was to play the character the way she did where she wasn't a ditz because it would have been very easy for her to play a ditz and not interesting and not interesting no no definitely so with SEO Trot I feel like we were constantly being told that um, Mrs. Silver was not smart but I felt with Sugar Cane I felt that we were being shown that she wasn't smart and show don't tell kind of I felt, you know, like like Mrs. Silver was meant to be a midwife. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah. She was a midwife, was she? Or? A retired midwife. Retired, yeah. So, well, I, I felt Marilyn Monroe really, I mean, that, that was her go-to role, was the dumb blonde. And so much so that people then assumed that Marilyn Monroe was, in, was dumb and that wasn't what, the case um, in the timeline of Marilyn Monroe, was this an early film of hers? No, she, this was 1959. And she died three years later. Okay. Yeah, so she died in 1962. Right. So she was 33 when this film was made, and she died when she was 36. So, so you know, I actually thought she was in her 40s when she died. She was only 36. That's me. That's, that's my you. age. Yeah. I know you always like me for being older, but that's me. She's so young. Uh, and I was doing a bit of research about her life. Do you know much about her life? I know it was quite a troubled life. She suffered from depression, alcohol... Um well, I don't know if she she was a drug addict, and um, anyway, but I, I think she was she was she did suffer from depression. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But she she had a rough childhood. Mm. Like I was reading a little. She had a, her mother seemed to have a very sad life. Her mother was married at fifteen, fif, fif, fucking fifteen, to a man much older, obviously, and he was abusive. And shocker, shocker, and she had a few kids with him and then he because he was abusive she filed for divorce and then once that divorce came through he just kidnapped his children and she the mother never saw them again so, hmm. and then 
she had another marriage that failed but then Marilyn was born a few years later but Marilyn Monroe never knew her father and to this day we don't know who that man is but her mother was young and couldn't really you know wasn't her her mother did seem to really care about her and try to visit her as much as possible but Marilyn ended up in a foster home and then the foster one of the parents and that the father abused Marilyn and then she went to an orphanage and then she was then her mother her mother ended up in a mental institution and never recovered and I think she may have died quite young so Marilyn Monroe just had a a Norma Jean was her real name Norma Jean yeah she just had this very tough childhood I was reading her biography on Wikipedia granted very just just the beats not nothing no kind of details but she just seemed to be her entire childhood was just being passed from place to place to place to place and she never really knew who she was or no, where she was from no and then she got married herself for her first husband when she was 16 and it seemed like she literally just got married just to for her own security she was 16 16 like she was a baby and her first husband she then she had her job and she started doing modeling jobs and her physique was considered more of a pin-up physique than a fashion physique and yeah, she wasn't she wasn't tinted no like she, was thin, I mean, like she had beautiful curves and she was yeah she was lovely and curvy so but her husband didn't want that and he didn't want her to be an actor so she ended up divorcing him in the end <laughs> like could you imagine if he got his way we wouldn't have marilyn monroe and then she kind of worked her way up she got bit parts in films and stuff and she made a name for herself and the way that Hollywood used to run, it just seems to be a horrible way. Like Marilyn was signed to a studio. I am, I'm not sure. I can't think off the top of my head. I think it was Universal. But, you know, I know this happened to a lot of actresses. You're signed to a studio and then they pick films for you to do. And if you don't like that film, kind of tough tits. Too bad. Too bad because you're under contract. And this was... It's more like an employee. You were literally an employee. Yeah, Yeah. you do this. That's what we tell you kind of thing. And that, that, I mean, this is 70 years before the Me Too movement. And I would just say Hollywood at that stage was rampant with sexual harassment. Like, oh, absolutely. And, so, yeah. uh, as a little example of another actress, do you know and coercion and oh, bribery and blackmail. Absolutely. And like, well, and if you don't like, because you're tied in with a studio. Like, do you know Tippi Hendren? No, no. Really. Tippi Hendren was an actress who was in The Birds. Oh yeah. Have you seen The Birds? Oh, this is where Hitchcock made her do the scene over and over and over. And over well, and over he did again. do that. Yes, where he basically flung live birds birds she got an awful injury in her eye could have lost her eye and she did Marnie as well but her and Hitchcock had a huge falling out around that time she was Hitchcock used to pick a blonde and she would be his muse for a couple of films and then he would move on and Tippi Hendren was muse well yeah fair enough and they were always blonde and they were always Mm. slim and beautiful He he certainly had a type and he Tippi Hendren was his actress for a while and I don't know exactly again I didn't do my research on this this is just coming to me now in the context of this conversation something happened where she do you want to sit in my lap magic come jump up jump up magic is here beside me she wants to say something she's just no she's sitting on my lap now I don't exactly know if you could hear that that was her sniffing the microphone I don't exactly know what the issue was with Tippi Hendren. It could have been, but does it matter? She didn't, but they had, she had a falling out with Hitchcock and he made sure she was signed into a contract for 10, ten years. years or not, no, I think yeah. it was 10 years. And then just didn't give her a film. So she was not allowed to make another film and he didn't hire her. And how could she not get out of the contract? 
I don't know. She like those like that like maybe the the law back then was different. But like an employment contract today, you wouldn't be allowed to do that because it's it's tantamount to slavery. Absolutely, yes, yes. And now I don't know if she was paid because I mean, could, yeah, I mean, essentially, if she couldn't work anywhere else, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the details. There, it's. I think it is. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But Tippy Hendren seems to be Hitchcock was a, a total arsehole. It seems, and he did this to more than one of his actresses. But Tippy Hendren seems to be the actress who, by the time she was out of her contract, she was in her forties. And if you're in your forties in Golden Hollywood, like. That's back, it. Back then, back, back then. in the golden era Hollywood. That's yeah, it. Nobody, was, nobody was interested in you. Um, and actually, Tippi Hendren lied about her age. She was in her thirties, and she said she was like in her early twenties or something. Because <laughs> I do that regularly. She just knew she wouldn't get a, uh, a job. Anyway, anyway, in regards to Marilyn Monroe, when she was at the height of her fame, when she was in the Seven Year Itch, and around this time, she was getting paid way way less than her box office was worth because she had signed a contract before she became a big star yeah. Betty Davis had huge issues with her contracts it just seemed to be a horrible but it still seems to be the case that uh, you know and, and this has all come out recently um, not that it wasn't known but it's it's more of a struggle now that you know women actors tend to be paid less than male counterparts yeah with female leads rather that, than well, that is a fact yeah I, I do think there are some stories that are shared that are actually unhelpful to that cause like I, 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 uh, I believe Jessica Chastain was quite irritated that she was paid less than Matt Damon for The Martian and I was like well Matt Damon okay, is now there needs to be proportionality yeah, though that, that's the word proportionality like Matt Damon is the lead of that film if you're on screen for you know in The Martian isn't he on screen and for I like 75% of the movie Gwyneth Paltrow got a bit ratty that she was paid less than Robert Downey Jr. in, in Iron, Iron Man, Man. <laughs> I, this is what this is what I've heard and mm. this is what I've heard from Grace Randolph who I would she's I, I would trust I, her she's, I think she would be fair as well uh, she'd be very fair although she, hates she freaking hates Grace <laughs> Ra- <laughs> Jessica, uh, Jessica Chastain yeah um, so stupid but if you look at the top 10 male actors and the top 10 female actors the difference is is palpable yeah. yeah but even in regards to like the me too is so new like and most of the p- women talking in the me too movement were women that were talking about their experience in the 90s and the early noughties so going back to marilyn monroe's time you would dread to think what what people what, yeah. what happened even with the, like even even Harvey Weinstein thing Could you that's what I mean back then you know absolutely no like the amount of power he had in the 90s can, can you imagine what the, the and the, what it would have been like in the 50s I mean she's I mean Marilyn Monroe is one of the most famous faces of all, all time, time yeah. and sometimes you think the icon can be bigger than the the person but when you see a film like this she when she's on screen she just lights it up doesn't she yeah well, absolutely she's the scene on the date on the yacht she she just looks oh she's right oh my god just and even when she sits on the on the on the motorboat she's show leaning she's back leaning but back. she's funny she's because yeah, she's yeah. kind of affected but she's leaning back with this massive white probably real fur mink, co- mink uh, coat um, shawl shawl yeah probably not the right word for it you know there's probably a yeah. Word for it, but yeah um, and she's wearing leaning that, back on the boat uh, and being all like she, and she's being funny at the same time. Yeah. She's very funny. And her hair is kind of pinned up and her dress is backless and she's got lovely curves and she's just just so Stunning. just so good looking. She was I believe she was pregnant when she made this film. 
and you know everything we've talked about um you know women me too and all that just just now but like there was no imperative around uh men because she was put she was put with these two actors who were fairly average looking men you know no yeah yeah and and they probably that's another thing that uh you know if, if grace kelly would have been another blonde stunner of hollywood and she was paired up men like twice her age, you know, like yeah. and like her career, you know, probably because the executives making the calls were that age. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like so, women's career was a lot shorter. Let's give all the other men in the world hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One thing about this film that it didn't quite, it, it nearly got there, was that both Josephine and Daphne are are also subject to sexual harassment. Yes, and this is why I said at the start that it is progressive to a certain extent. It, it just gives men yes. insight. Although it's very thin, it's as th- it's way for thin, way for thin. Way but it for gives thin. men an insight into what the women of the time and probably to a certain <laughs> extent still today uh, experience from other men. There was a few elements of this that I just wished they had taken a little further, and um, they they do. I mean, there is some lines like when Daphne comes up to the room, she does state, "I'm not even pretty." They don't they don't care about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like a power thing. And then they also kind of go back because they end up making... The first scene when they're in uh, drag, when they're getting on the train and she she's stumbling with her shoes, which is very funny, which is a great scene. They're walking up to the train. Are and you talking Marilyn, about Marilyn or are you talking about Daphne? No, Daphne yeah, okay, and yeah, She's like, yeah, okay. And they're, they're falling all over the place with their shoes and Marilyn walks past looking stunning with her shoes. <laughs> Every time Marilyn's on Monroe, this, this piece of music goes in. <laughs> And she walks past them and her hips are moving in this mm. lovely, lovely way. And she's like, how did she do it? So anyway, they're getting on the train and Daphne falls over and the, I don't know what he is, the, the chorus director or something smacks Beanstalk? her on the arse. Yeah, I, I think remember, his name yeah. is Beanstalk, yeah. Smacks her on the arse and he looks around, Jack Lemon looks around with this <laughs> horrified. horrified look on his face. And then he just, because he's obviously never experienced that as a man. And now he has, he's horrified and then realizes very quickly, oh yeah, I look like a woman. That's why he's doing it. And he just goes, fresh. Fresh. <laughs> but um, I, I just wish the film, and then. And at the, end, at the end then, when, when they're, they're trying to make their getaway from the gangsters, or maybe it's not that, maybe it's after the show or something. He's, oh, it's after he uh, meets this uh, rich millionaire. He's like, as you said, like he doesn't like they don't care about me playing the bass, or they don't care about this. That, no, the other. they have no interest in that. It's just that I, I'm a woman. I literally like, for my looks. I'm not or whatever. A, yes, or not even for my looks, because yeah, he literally yeah. states it's power thing. It's yeah. yeah. I, I do think the film, because also uh, Josephine gets sexually harassed from the bellboy. Yes, who's about in fact eight. <laughs> well, he was actually seventeen. I looked, looked up at him. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. So. I, it would have been nice it would have been no he wasn't it would have been nice had I mean I don't think uh, Jack Lemmon's character he I don't think he I think he seems decent from the get go to be honest it would have been nice who, if Joe who is, is seen as a playboy and stuff if he had I mean he definitely seems to he, he does fall for Marilyn and by the end of it he, he wants to be with her genuinely yes, but absolutely. it would have been nice if if the arc that he has had been inspired by his time in drag so if him spe- becoming Geraldine no Josephine 
had he had seen what it's like from the other side to be a woman to yeah. be, and to and to have women men do to him what he has been doing to women for years and go oh god that's terrible i don't want sugar to have to go through what i am now going through i wondered if that had been the the the, the link to his arc it would have just been a nice little touch does that make sense yeah 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 no that's a good point and i also there was one other element that that struck me and that's how much control I mean, these women are all adults oh yeah and even they, yeah, i know what you're going to say the control that these chorus directors or oh whatever have over them they're, they're acting they're like children they're, they're like, like a convent children like how much fun would it be to go cross country in a train have a have a big boozy party with all your mates yes. in one of those bunks now, I it was w- prohibition so it was illegal yeah, and I but like so, so like okay never, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I, won't say say I won't say anything I won't say anything but you know regardless <laughs> of that that's fair enough but like they weren't allowed to get up anyway it wasn't like just that they were drinking they were being super strict they were being told go to they bed they were being told go to bed so but like forget about that for a second how much fun would it have been just to have like a, like you're on tour with a group of people you've just met you're they all, all they all crowd into one coach or they one bunk so and so much like, fun like, and they brought biscuits and I crackers and cheese looked, and I brought wine I don't know how they this. filmed that because like yeah. there's just so many of them and yeah, I don't know how any of them didn't cough that your mom was well, in drag hairy arms and hairy I mean legs. his hair and his big he didn't shave that like well. his big like big feet sticking up in the air yeah. whatever it doesn't matter but he it, it's a great scene but there were there was so much control that the choir had over them and that's not that's not exaggerating exaggerating no i mean i suppose if they are a professional choir and they're a, you know on tour like that fair enough they are adults they, they they can't really treat them like that but there would be i suppose an expectation of professionalism where you would go to bed early and go you know get Why? up and be fresh and, no you know. if you're as long as you're on time for your performance that's all oh, that should matter well, on time and not pung over no of course fresh. of course yeah. the same as same as it would be for any job as long as you're turning up for work and you're not breaking the law outside your shift what else in your life matters well i know in sports um i would uh, guys going over to you know play in competitive sports there will be an expectation from their coaches that they wouldn't be going out and, well you know they might turn up they're a gymnast and they turn up on time to the floor but, okay you know, okay fair enough but there was a line that the director said before they performed one of the nights where she says all my girls are you know oh there's an yeah, adjective was, i can't uh, think of the adjective. virtuosos yeah 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 and, and i, I expect them to, to be that to, way yeah which is clearly not true. I mean, it was just it was just I, well, I know, to the male but, but, audience. But, however, had one of them been caught shagging some bloke on the beach, she would have been kicked out of the band, even though that wouldn't have affected her performance yeah. as a band member. And that, and you, you know for a fact that would not have been the case. It was an all male. If it was not all male, it would yeah. not have been the case. So it would. I actually would have liked had the two had had Jerry and Joe gone. I can't believe the lack of freedom that we have this is crazy how how little freedom we have isn't this shitty that would have been another lovely tie-in to use the drag not just as a a comedic foil which it did perfectly i think though that that's why like we said at the time that it's very of its time but also with progressive elements yes it's not progressive i think it's It's, i think it's it's of its time with progressive elements Yes, like because I don't, I do think that you know they they don't, as you said, they don't comment on the lack of freedom because it's an expectation of the time. I think that you know women will just do what they're told. Yeah, and, it, you know. it is interesting though that this is something that I find fascinating. This is a film that was made in 1959, 
set in 1929. Yes. Yeah. And... Which is a possibly, yeah, you know, that if that had changed in that period, they would have highlighted it more. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, but they, they don't even talk about it, so it's hard to even yeah. comment. It's kind of interesting because I reckon a lot of people that watch this film... I know they say 1929 at the start, but I reckon a lot of people who watch this film actually kind of forget that this is a period film. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. you could... If you you all, just kind of look at it nowadays, you probably just say, that's, it's a black and white film. It's a black and white film. And that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they were all wearing costumes that, like, Marilyn Monroe wasn't wearing flapper dresses. They weren't all... You know, this is well after Prohibition. It's almost like somebody in, like, 2080 watching Stranger Things in 2080 and kind of forgetting that the 80s happened happened yeah. 40 years before Stranger Things happened 2018 rather than 2080 <laughs> no but I'm saying like if someone had watched Stranger if someone in the future 60, 70 years in future watched, goes back and watches Stranger Things yeah so someone from the year 2080 watches Stranger Things that was made in 2018, 2019 yeah. but it's set 40 years previous they might not Exactly. appreciate the difference appreciate yeah. that, that that this is actually a period piece it's a bit like Greece like uh, we all have nostalgia for something that's 20-30 years like Greece was set in the 50s and was made yeah, in the yeah. 70s um, and this is probably the same thing because it's nostalgia of the people at the time making exactly the people they were, that, that was they were growing childhood up. kind yeah. of thing yeah 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 um, and that's just something I think that's always quite interesting to you know, it's it's almost the opposite of when something is. Set we've seen that we've seen that a lot in recent uh, cinema. The eighties is quite prominent in a lot of. Oh, things hugely prominent because people making things. films are, are were yeah. children in the eighties and it we're follows. all nostalgic for our, our childhood. Yeah, but I just think in the context of of some like at heart, people are nostalgic. Back, it's easy to forget that this is a period piece because we just see black and white and think, "Oh, yeah. that's yeah." What did you think? about there's two things the first thing like having spoken about all of that you know even with the this is where the the progressive and of its time comes in again the two guys when they're uh talking about going in drag oh sorry uh jack lemon's character i really like jack lemon's character because at the start he's all forgetting that he looks like a woman so he's you know trying to get with sugar and blah blah blah, blah. and your man has to remind him you're a girl you're a girl you're a yeah. girl and as he gets more and more into it he gets engaged yeah to, <laughs> to the, this rich man kind of and he was like yeah I there was a whole scene where he was talking about this engagement after a tango a night of tangoing and uh and he was really, really enjoying it. And he was like, I'm made for life now. This rich millionaire is going to take care of me and all this, you know. And then it turns, and your man has to say, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy. And he's like, damn it. The, the, I mean, the, the line, why would a man want to marry another line? That, that, that was my next would, thing. That it was, was like, yeah, there's this whole conversation about, it's illegal, there's conventions, you know, you, you can't marry, you know, you're a man, you don't, don't like a it man. It was before gay marriage was even considered. It was like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't even like, you're not, it, being gay wasn't even brought up because they're just like, probably back then homosexuality was something behind closed doors, very much a sex thing. It hadn't even come to the level where people would even consider a two gay man could get married. So therefore, when he's asked, why would a man want to marry another man? Your man is perplexed. He's like, good point. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. And he almost is naive enough to think that if he got married, (laughs) 
as a woman and your man find out like uh, he wouldn't be entitled to anything I suppose you could argue that maybe your man oh yeah he he has this whole plan which actually he's, he's even being more deceitful then because he has this whole plan oh yeah I'm going to go through it and then I'm going to tell him I'm a man and then I'm going to get the thing annulled and then I'm going to get all this alimony for the rest of my life like I don't think that's no, how it works I suppose you could argue that the, the, the millionaire would be so humiliated that he married a man that he wouldn't want anyone knowing therefore he could like blackmail him for it but, but I think I think Jerry is slightly titillated at the thought. I don't know. I think he just gets wrapped up in uh, the theatrics of of being a, of dressing up he as a woman. He loves being Daphne. Yeah. He uh, he. It's not like when he gets back to the hotel room, he's like, "Okay, I'll get the." He gotta get out of drag. He's going <laughs> like, to the yeah. beach, and he he's like, "Love," it. and he's bonding with the girls. He's he bonds with the girls way more than. Oh, the other Josephine guy doesn't. Does. Josephine doesn't have any. Josephine is a means to an end. Yeah. Daphne is a ch- lifestyle choice. <laughs> One of the most iconic lines in this film is at the end. Then, when he has to, when uh, himself and the millionaire <laughs> are on the boat and they're driving to his yacht, and they've just escaped from um, these gangsters that are trying to kill them. Marilyn and joe have kind of the, marilyn knows now that joe was the josephine and the, they're kind of falling for each other and he says uh jack lemon's character daphne is saying you know oh well you know i can't marry you because uh x and he's like oh that's fine you know i can't I marry smoke you uh, i'm a smoke well I'm, i forgive, I forgive you. you and then he says i'm a boy and he's like nobody's perfect <laughs> he knew he knew he, knew. he was well into he it he was like well, get over it mm. <laughs> honeymoon's gonna be honeymoon that's gonna be fun I what I wouldn't give this film is funny it doesn't have a very the end also sorry can I just say sorry I've got a mouthful of gin and tonic that rich guy what age do you think he is in the movie well I think he's meant to be about 70 but he's probably a lot younger and he's talking about his mom He's like, Mama doesn't like smokers. Well, and, I pictured Mama like about a, a decrepit millionaire woman of 110. Well, may, well I suppose maybe a, <laughs> people, a, people of the time were getting married at 15. What? People of the time seem to have been getting married Why at age 15. Why was he? Oh, you don't, I thought you'd look No, I don't know. He just looked like he was 70 and he was talking about Mama. I, he is the most peculiar looking man. He reminds me of a ventriloquist dummy. His, you know, he, yeah, his mouth is like... Very so wide, wide. Yeah. it looks like his jaw isn't really connected to the top of his face he looks like a, a, a puppet yes yeah yes i actually thought almost was he based on the do you know the mad magazine oh yeah <laughs> well i thought he kind of looked like what's the actor from we were talking about him recently from fargo the film or the tv show the the film he was also spielberg said he was one of the greatest actors he's pete pot bottle no he's pete Pete Pottlesworth <laughs> Sounds like a Harry Potter character Yeah it is Pete Pottlesworth William H. Macy William H. Macy William H. Macy That's who I thought uh, I thought he kind of looked like him No I don't think so I know, I, Yeah no I don't think so He he was probably After the Three leads Who I think are fantastic. He, was a, he was a fourth lead Yes like, yeah. well, I, well no I, Well I think he was the most I think he was good I don't think anyone in this film Apart from those four Are good I don't I I thought the gangsters were okay If I have one complaint I thought the, the The one gangster When they had their gangster conference Or whatever With the hearing aid Who was Why uh, did he have a hearing aid? That was such a weird choice Maybe the actor required it I don't know 
I feel like that was a choice that the actors uh, that the script made that he has my only comp- I think every scene with with Jack Lemmon uh, Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe is just on, I just it's just so entertaining and the screen is on fire and I could watch those scenes over and over I could not give two shits about the gangsters in this film and the police and there's and I think that's given the, way uh, the, too much time I, the only purpose of the gangsters is to give them an excuse to dress and drag and go absolutely off. And it's the a, only purpose it's a means to an end that they're fi- it's, found out it's to give them something yeah. to run away from and, and it's, to it's maybe just to add a bit of action it's basically it. the, the, this film has the exact same first act as sister act uh, well Whoopi Goldberg doesn't <laughs> dress and drag but <laughs> first act she dresses in nun drag nun drag yeah. it's oh my god this is the exact same film as sister act <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much has the exact same thing. Exactly. Exactly. She doesn't fall She's in love a nun, and so she, she falls in love with the the cloth. <laughs> yeah, very similar yeah, plot. No, uh, the the start. I don't care about the dynamics between the poli- when it opens up and we get the the speakeasy nightclub. But it's setting up the scene. Oh, I, I mean, I, the, you, these are the, these are I two know. musicians who work in this environment, no. and it's setting up. You know, it's in 1959. It's setting up 1929. No, 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 I get all that. I get all that. I love all the scenes where they're talking to each other in the speakeasy, even though they're not playing their instruments and the music is still going on. That's a bit suspicious. <laughs> I like all that. I, I anything where anything where Tony and Jack are on screen. I mean, their chemistry as friends is on fire. Brilliant, they're yeah. just they are. Bing, bing, and they're also super agi- uh, agile. When whenever oh, any of the scenes where they're climbing down off a building or jumping up, shockingly agile, amazingly he gets agile. After, after the night with Mar- with uh, Sugar, he comes home and he just, he pops just up, like Spider Man. Spider Man's up the balcony, and I thought that was well when they escaped the speakeasy. They're with, and well, they're, they're kind of just shimmering. But they pass. Sh- but they pass. Sh- shimmying, shimmying down. But they're passing their instruments down, and then the the ladder, the, the fire escape ladder, just kind of slides down. So I don't. Anyway, their physicality is amazing. Any any scene with those two men are on screen is just wonderful, and I love it. But there's too much time given to. Do you not think when the gangsters are like the the sergeant goes up to him, and is like, and there's this stupid joke about a guy who wants his coffee, and it, it's not funny, and they keep repeating it like eight times. He spills coffee on the. The, uh, what's it, the gangster's name? It's just the, the, again, again, it's just setting up. I know it's setting, but in in Sister Act, they don't give nearly time. enough time. They don't give nearly as much time That's to the gangsters. That's when the prohibition end. I, I suppose it's also catering at the time in 1959 to uh, to younger audiences, maybe who who didn't understand prohibition. Well, well, funny. I think the first scene is actually fantastic, where they set up because there's no speech. It's just like a car chase. Which was done yeah. very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some guns, and then it hits the coffin, and then it's leaking whiskey. That was done magnificent. That was fantastic. Yeah. But the scene where they get to the club, and there's uh, there's all this kind of cock measuring from the the chief of police to the gangsters, and they're all like, eh, yeah, yeah. I don't care about it. I just want to get to the meat of the well, film, I mean, and then later- it just. I mean, I think it's done very very well because there's a bit of all that. And possibly you think the film's going in one direction, but uh, then goes in a totally other direction. It gives an, it, you know, it's the reason why they lose their job. It's the reason they have no money and they also bet their money on a horse or a dog. It's the reason why they have to, you know, go and find this job. They turn up 
and then they encounter these gangsters again. Again, you know, so it, it, it kind of it, it's yeah. very nicely no, interwoven. I, I, don't, I think it's really well done. I don't actually have a I don't have a problem with the the scenario. I just think they give too much lines and too much time devoted to it. We don't need all that. We just need to know that there's these gangsters and that the musicians see a murder. Do you know that that's based on a real <laughs> massacre? <laughs> <laughs> the Valentine's Day massacre was an actual thing, um, and it's also surprisingly violent for such a a romp about cross dressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is quite. I mean, they don't show it, but I mean, just the fact that people are gunned down. I think that, and I think at the end, then this whole palava with the birthday cake and then your man gives a big speech and the idea is that these guys I know what you're saying I, you, you don't like those characters are totally secondary to anything else in the it, movie and they, you don't really know them you don't really care about no. them but it's just to give it's superfluous it's just to give uh, it's just Contact, to create the situation it is to yes it's all building up so that we can see our the characters that we love that are wonderful do and I just it's I, to create I suppose it's to create like without any of that, the story doesn't happen. No, but but you can you can have all that and just give them less time. Like the, I mean, when they don't they, have a whole lot of time. When they, no, I feel they do. I they when they bit, arrive they to the hotel. The start also, what a be ten minutes at the end. What a big coincidence that they're in the, of all well, of America. Yeah. The so so the idea is that there's this huge big conference for like all the gangsters. All the mob, it's their the, annual, all the different annual, families, AGM or something. and then this guy with the hearing aid. And I, again, that was weird. That was an interesting, a very deliberate choice that he has in hearing aid. I don't know why exactly, but it's fine. It works. It's fine. But he has this whole speech, and then there's, there's a scene where they discuss. Oh, you're going to go into the cake, and you're going to shoot him in the second uh, jolly good fellow, and then they bring it in, and all they had to do was have the gangsters come to the hotel and see. The, the two, two girls, girls. Yeah. and that's all they needed to do. Because, well, I mean, in fairness, it is a good point because at the end, when when they they run they run away from the gangsters, they hide under the table, and it happens to be a, at the gangster AGM. Hmm. Um, but them hiding under the table has no relevance because it, it, the cake comes in, these guys get shot, and then they just run off. They just run off anyway. So and it's not like... It's not like it's clever. It could, it, they, they that scene could have been sliced like out and we could have had more time with them and Sugar. And that's, Did you feel robbed, Paul? Did no, you I didn't feel, feel robbed. I just felt <laughs> bored. I felt impatient. Because oh, no, I didn't feel that. I, don't feel, I, I didn't feel bored. I did because I... I just find Marilyn and... I, I felt you... Okay, this is... This is, this is just a story element um for a specific purpose and that's fine and it wasn't that long and it was grand i i felt it was i just felt it was a mismatch i just felt i'm so i i love my three main characters and and i want to see them and i don't know why i'm hearing all this this weird sparring between the chief of police and the detective it's fine i'm i'm i don't I thought it i thought it tied in night the start you know at the start of the movie the guy who gets gunned down and his team are the people who toothpick um, toothpick who um rat out where the speakeasy is where uh which kicks off this whole caper um and at the end it turns out that the big boss the big gangster was a good friend of his that they grew up together um the gangster who gunned them down thinks the big boss is getting soft and it turns out that the big boss uh, is not getting soft and just executes them um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I thought it was a nice. It kind of rounded it off. I, I don't. No, no. My issue isn't with the content. No, I, it's no, with the that. amount just, of time dedicated to Johnny the content. Marilyn, Jack Lennon, no, uh, I just Curtis. think the amount of time dedicated to it is is in, unnecessary. I mean, there's the whole scene where they arrive at the hotel and they're taking out guns and there's like some like oh I've got loads of bullets in this leg. Oh I've got like a Tommy gun in my golf thing. I don't I don't care about oh, that. Yeah, I know. All just little comedy elements. Yeah, I just don't care about. It. That's my. That's really my only beef with this film I just think because I uh, and it, it's a compliment really because I just want to get back to my mates who are the, the other three who are wonderful I don't think so watchable yeah. I think normally in, in our podcast we talk about each character individually in a bit more structure we haven't really done that but I think it's been okay I think Do you want to covered, go through I've the characters covered, I've covered, covered everything them. that I need to unless you want to say anything else yeah. what do you think of the, the director Billy Wilder yeah. Very prolific. Um, Do you know, he was uh, he escaped. He was he's um, Polish and he escaped Poland. Nazi Germany. Yes, yes, yes. As yeah, a yeah. Um, was a real success story. He made a life for himself. He didn't even speak English, and he made. He, Marilyn, it's incredible these people that make know, so much of their life. I know. We're making. The <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I actually was no. I I have a job that I love. You have a job that you love. Oh yeah, mm. I've written a book. Sort of. Could you imagine going over to? He wrote this as well. Imagine Mongolia. Imagine and English else. not being your first language and yeah. writing a script this sharp in your adulthood. Like this script is razor sharp. Incredibly well written. Yeah. There, there was a bit of trouble with Marilyn in this. Oh, what you do? Well, Billy Wilder. Billy, Billy Wilder. We should have. Easy. We should have since it's a since it's a it's a drag queen a, a episode. We should have like a what's the tea? Oh yeah, we should be what's like. The tea? Oh, what's the tea with Marilyn? Marilyn what's has the there tea? ever been a drag queen called Marilyn? I'm sure there has. Uh, a drag name. You could argue Marilyn Manson. Yeah, <laughs> I mean drag. Is, uh, you could argue that anything that is kind of except. I mean, you mm. could even say Joe Exotic is a drag of some sort, and that he has oh, a very particular kind of uniform. Topical. Topical. We have a topical. we have a Tiger King house, house party, party, and by house party we mean the intera- the the virtual kind in half an hour. Oh, I was saying uh, it's a drag episode, so we oh, need we a section called the Tea and Shade. The, oh, oh yeah, I was going to tell you about Marilyn. So by this stage. I feel, yeah, Marilyn was, she didn't want to do this film initially, though it was, she won a Golden Globe for it. For the film? Yeah. It wasn't nominated for any Oscars though, was it? I think, I think Jack Lemmon was nominated for an Oscar. No, I don't think he was. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Not for this. I think he was Oscar nominated. Yeah, but he won an Oscar, but not not for this. But I think, I think Billy Wilder, the director, was nominated for, in his career, like, 12 Oscars yeah he made he made some set he, he his big hit apart from this was Sunset Boulevard oh yeah that was a big hit so some like at heart yeah it won an Oscar for costumes and then Jack Lemmon was nominated for an Oscar how weird is it that in a rom-com the the, the leading character isn't the one involved in the romance yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this is a three-way ro- lead. Uh, Marilyn yeah, no, yeah, I don't think th- you could pick out one lead the three of them are, are yeah, equal yeah, of course. Yeah. what I find interesting is that they at the Oscars they could have a category for costume even though it's black and white because obviously obviously the style you can you can look at the style and you know the the glamour of it all but for me costume is very much a visual thing and color is a big part of that yeah but look how good Marilyn looks in that 
No, I know, I know. And, uh, and I look of... way better in black and white than I do. Exactly, yeah, yeah. What do you mean exactly? No, I mean, we all you do. Like, exactly. We all do. All oh, right. Good no, save. I think, cause, again, we have to remember, this is a period film. So Oscars are always more friendly to films yes. that aren't set in the modern time. Yeah. So, like, Although like, and, and also it was a drag film. So, the, the like, Daphne and, and Josephine are wearing, like, lady costumes. And the 1920s, like, the cl- I, I was saying this as well. Like, when you look back at the, like, we, yesterday we watched a little clip of a Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is made in the 90s. And, like, even though that's costumes, they're all meant to be, you could, there's, there's, it reeks of kind of late of 80s slash 90s aesthetics. And the 90- I think there's an element, though, when you look back at things in the 90s of the I think there was something about the camera work or the cameras or the like there's a fuzziness to them that but you the kind 1920s, of recognize 1920s there was just something so gorgeous Glamorous. about it and that everything was is I'd remember I was there I was like the, the, of, of the flapper time and like everything I just style it just and, and the hair yeah. and the, it just it is aesthetically gorgeous and I don't think the 80s that was the roaring 20s and here we are in the 2020s and we're fucking stuck indoors with a fucking virus bring it back I say after this after being stuck indoors for god knows how long with this fucking virus I'm saying bring back the roaring 20s we need to be all out in drag all out in glitz all out in glamour I am for it let's go mad let's do it let's do it Calm. all it takes is a podcast to set out the room It won Best Costume. It was nominated for Best uh, Director and Best uh, Best Actor, Jack Lemmon. I kind of feel that Jack Lemmon and Tony, I mean, they're equal. The three of them are equal. Um, she won Best Actress in Comedy or Musical. It's, this is, and, and Jack Lemmon won Best Actor in, uh, in a... So it did win Oscars. No, go no, uh, Marilyn and Jack won Best actor and actress in a comedy or musical for the Golden Globes right and it won best Golden Globe best motion picture comedy so poor Tony Curtis didn't win anything for it ah well though to be fair the other other two two did a bit I I think he was great I feel this was more although I don't know a lot about Tony Curtis but I feel this was more their genre this was more their farcical comedy yeah I think that and and, and the two of them are yeah probably slightly more iconic though the three of them are they're, they're heavyweights do you know who? Jamie Lee Curtis yes <laughs> yeah I'm so proud of you of course so, do you know who Jamie Lee Curtis's mother is Tony Curtis's wife who was <laughs> oh I don't know if you tell me I'll probably know Janet Lee oh of course yeah Janet Lee yeah. I'm psycho and uh, so he was yeah a bit of a playboy yeah anyway I I'm, I'm really that was a lovely film that we there was a lovely to, to watch no one element which I was like that's a bit dubious I'm just thinking of these things you now these kind of sporadic things but do you know initially on the beach where uh, Tony Curtis and Marilyn talk for the first time mm-hmm. and she says you have such big shoulders and such a flat huh. chest <laughs> and Daphne I honestly think so I know this isn't what you're going to say but Daphne is honestly a little bit insulted she's like oh oh Thanks. okay no it's it's where he's he's no he's dressed as a man like he's he's, he's formed his plan he's, he's in his junior yeah. drag and Daphne goes oh right okay that there's Joe chatting her up um, and they run back to the room to he overtakes them now he's obviously overtaking them, which is okay. You can understand that 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 could happen. But 
And he jumps in the bath, and then afterwards he gets out, and he's clearly still in. He's his, not even had time to take a suit off. He's still in his suit, which is fine. Yeah, you know, good yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makeup. I mean, it takes a lot of makeup to make a guy look like a girl. It does. We uh, were talking contouring. We were talking, talking a lot of stuff. Yeah. We know. Time. How long does it take drag queens to get ready? And he... Well, I don't know. I haven't done it. But winter solstice, I'd say, took a while. It's been an hour, I'd say. Yeah. Well, you're pretty, so that's... Okay. But the guys in RuPaul's Drag Race spend hours. Yeah, and out. they had a lot more than winter. And yeah. he was not getting back to that room powdering his face up and hopping in the bath and then like, <laughs> wait a second there, there was something else I wanted to say just about in terms of drag and film wouldn't drag be a lovely genre to do at some stage I actually considered it for our next genre it would have been good it's been not good. what I've actually chosen um, Mrs. Doubtfire why did that come into our periphery this week I feel like we, we just started talking a lot about Mrs. Doubtfire why was that I think it came up as one of the category elements of our of our canal walk did it? Maybe. Came into that. Uh, maybe. Anyway, we were talking a bit about Mrs. Doubtfire, and I watched a little making of video. Oh, Sally Field, and then you looked at that really funny scene of her in Mrs. Doubtfire, and then we talked about Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Sally Field, but she's a fantastic actress. I just don't. She's just not an actress I gravitate towards. But th- my point is, in That's drag, a bit personal in Drag Race. Um, sorry, I like in, you, Sally in Mrs. Field. Doubt, in Mrs. Doubtfire. The, the director was saying that when they had Robin Williams they, they had such a challenge because it wasn't the case that they just had to make him look like a believable woman they had to make him look indistinguishable from Robin Williams so that if you were married to Robin Williams you still wouldn't recognise him yeah. when he yeah. was wearing his Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. costume and I just thought that was really interesting because like when you see Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman and when you see other films that doesn't matter but in this film Marilyn Monroe doesn't recognise Josephine in Junior. Yeah, which is crazy because he just has a bit of powder. Yes, and and sometimes he just plunks that wig in his head, and I don't feel like it is hard to tell. This film was initially Marilyn Monroe's contract said that she had to be always in a color film, and she by this stage color films were were common. It wasn't like, but um, it was set in twenty nine. Was it because the no? It was because the the, the men just because looked so just, terrible yeah, in drag yeah, yeah, yeah. that they were like, no, we have to have them black and white. And, and you know, they didn't have the makeup they have now for drag and stuff. Fair like, enough. The drag queens yeah. look stunning now, but they didn't have it. But um, but that being said, uh, there was a picture of me as Winter Solstice with a group of people, and I I remember thinking like at the at the stage, all like, right, we get it, you're beautiful. That's whatever. ridiculous. No, it's not that on that. But I remember I showed this group picture to friends of mine. Of six out. people, and they aren't able. They weren't able to say, "Oh, that's you." Most people said, "I won't say the person's name." Most people said, "One of the Some girls." One of the girls, <gasps> who I won't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's an insult. No, no to no. look like me. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay, so that's, that was uh, um, some like some uh, uh, one t- last little coda to say. I hate films that the title has nothing to do with the plot, has only something to do with one random line that is a throwaway line in the middle of the film. I hate that. Which, he he, which, he uh, makes some line that like about her playing jazz music, and he's like, "Oh, I guess some like it hot. I prefer the." Yeah, it's yeah, stupid. It's, it's thing, nothing yeah. to do with something. I don't know why it's called something like it hot. It's nothing to do with the plot of the film. I think that's, it lacks imagination. Anyway, it's a, I don't, I'm go. not going to yeah. dock any marks for it, but I just yeah. think that's a silly thing. Uh, there, okay. So I'm thinking the top, definitely the top. We half. didn't talk about the directing, but I mean it's fairly simple directing. It's not not nothing too. 
interesting about the directing, really, is there? Um, well, he also wrote it. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I think it was really, just painting. There's yeah. no cinematography worth talking about. I suppose when you got those four great actors. There was some lovely. There was some lovely physical comedy scenes. Yeah. There was some. I feel like they 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 slightly sped up the speed on some. You scenes. said that I don't know. I I don't know about that. That was a thing that they used to do back in the day in film, but I don't know if that no. was the case. Anyway, but you're right. And and then the mu- I liked the music. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to be loved by you, just you, and nobody else but you. I want to be loved by you. Essentially, like Marilyn Monroe, essentially, that was that was kind of a Betty Boop type song. Yeah. But like Marilyn Monroe, Madonna based her look on her. Gwen Stefani based her look on her like she's so iconic it's it, it, you can't half the people living in D4 tried to base her <laughs> they wish but they do wish uh, she's so iconic and she's uh, uh, my the, my favourite film one of my favourite films certainly my, is, is uh, All About Eve and that was her one of her first films I think films. this has kind of just turned into the Marilyn Monroe episode I know we've been talking about the boys know, too yeah. but she's like she's worthy of her status yeah, yeah, she's yeah. worthy of her status she's in she's a bit part in All About Eve and in that film, she she like she she's like okay. that was her first film, wasn't it? I don't. I thought that, and I was looking at her, and I couldn't. I, I need to do very early anyway. Very early, and she steals the uh, no an element of the limelight. No, I mean she she ain't beating Betty Davis. She's not beating Betty Davis, she but she's 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 making her she mark. She sparkles on yeah, screen. Yeah, she does. She sparkle. sparkles on screen, and she's wonderful. Anyway, uh, there is this weird scene where like her agent is more interested in Anne Baxter than and he's like and he's with Marilyn Monroe and you're like nobody's looking at bloody Van sorry Anne Baxter you're grand but nobody's looking at you with Marilyn Monroe anyway sorry let's look at our list I'm thinking certainly the top half Okay, what have we got? We have Harold and Maud, Oliver. Well, we can't do this every time if you know. No, no, I just us, just look at a just look at a number there and, and throw a number at me. I would say or yes that's what i was thinking oh we have to this is, we have to get movies that are going to cause so just for context that is behind fiddler and above mirror's wedding I, yeah I, I i i think this is i think fiddler and oliver and harold the three ones above it i think they all have a bit more bite and muriel has plenty of bite but i just think there's there's, there's a lot of icon icon level Muriel's w- I think there's two gay men reviewing a movie with Marilyn I mean, Monroe we're putting, <laughs> we're putting it above Muriel's wedding which is, well, is the gay okay. I mean look at our, our list has sex in the city <laughs> Les Mis like it's a pretty gay list I, I was saying this to Connor during the week like if you look at the lower half of our list it's all the bloke movies <laughs> like flatliners that escape from New York and then all the top is like Oliver Fiddler. sex in the city <laughs> whatever I think that's a very I mean oh, four is a good there's place. an argument to put it above the others but I think that suits it because I think like you said Fiddler, Oliver and, and Harold have uh, have a lot of bite and I think this they have a lot of substance to them a lot of more substance, substance but I, I think, think this yeah. is like charm and I think the they have probably have overall like overall enjoyment which is one of our things I think they do oh, hit but that. I do think this has a lot. But of that's why I'm putting it at four yeah, because yeah. I think they 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 snip it at that. But I think I do think this yeah, overall I think that's enjoyment a, compared to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of cinematography, directing, and uh, score, not a lot. Oh, the, well, we say music rather than score. The music is fabulous. 
I mean, and there's they two use, songs, but I mean, the, yeah, yeah, but the music like there's a lot of like all through the romps. There's there's the the score. The music is like propelling that, and then like Marilyn has her own theme, like wah, 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 and that's wah, used so that's used so effectively. No, I think the music is great. They need to do that. They need to introduce that back for second. They do. <laughs> they do. So I think I think four. Yeah, I think that's great. Four. Okay. okay, so Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot, number four. Number four. Brilliant. Our highest rom-com. And just before we move on, come before we move on to the next genre, mm-hmm. let's just have a little chat about how, because we know we haven't done this with musicals or rom-coms or with cults, and I, I think we should, is that we've done four rom-coms. We've done one from the 50s, Some Like It Hot, one from the 90s, Muriel's, one from the 2000s, 2000s, SEO Trot, and one from the noughties, Sex and the City. So what's your opinion on on how that genre... SEO Trot was the 2010s. 2010s, sorry. So I was like, shit, we broke our rules. No, we didn't. (laughs) Have you met me? Oh, well, true. Rules help control the Yeah, they do. I I thought this was a lovely genre. I wasn't looking forward to it. It was, and it's kind of spackled throughout the list, the shortlist but I mean it is kind of spackling. yes it has been and, and I do and it divided some things up because all the musicals kind of went to the top except for nine and uh, this is kind of broken in there one thing I have noticed is that every single couple in our rom-coms is white uh, it's very and, and heterosexual but, but Essio Trot has an older couple yes and in terms of <laughs> Sex and the City has one black person <laughs> Not included in the rom-com no. part. I just mean that the, all the romantic elements, they're all very white. But we've got to step our diversity up, maybe a bit. Yeah, I, I do think that these things should happen naturally. I don't like anything to be forced. I did look up uh, the LGBT rom-coms to see if I could see anything, and there was nothing that was interesting enough to make me go, so I want to do that, really, yeah. which is an issue. That's not an issue with us. That's an issue with the industry. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I, I think all four films, I enjoyed all four films, though. There wasn't one I didn't enjoy. The, the lowest is Essio Trot, which we both loved. Yes, which is actually quite far down the list. But no, I think that's a I think place. we put it far down because I just don't think it had it a had whole lot of bite. bite. So in terms of the, the genres we've done so far, I think musicals have has performed the best. Imagine that. that. We well, mind you, the, our, our bottom is, is, is nine. True. Maybe that brings the average down a bit. But you're right. I'm going to add in a graph. I'm going to add in a graph. But of, the, uh, of the top five, three of them are musicals. Yeah. And then we got our top is Cold Classic, which, and you could argue Harold's and Maud is a rom-com. It's also a rom-com. It is, abs- it is, it is a absolutely rom-com. a rom-com. Yeah. To be honest, it fits rom-com better than a few of the ones that are actually rom-coms. I mean, it's more Cross of a rom-com. Cross-genre uh, Cold Classics is our lowest, even though it gets the highest mark as well. Seven, eight, and nine, and ten are on yeah. Cold Classics. Yeah, so just uh, I just think it's nice to examine after we've done them all to see, yeah, to see where we're going. Uh, this list is rapidly expanding. <clears throat> this list is rapidly expanding. So I mean, we're going to have problems later on when we're trying to do this. That's why I think we need a graph. We need a graph. I can't wait. A graph. Yeah. What do you mean a graph? I think we need a graph to sort of work out. Oh, the, I love that. How different genres oh, are performing across that. time that's so ex- I can't oh that's so exciting okay okay well what's our Connor what, what will be our fourth one what's your suggestion uh, okay so my suggestion I was gonna go I had a couple options okay and okay. these are gonna come out over time just say what one is now so it'll be surprised when they do this come oh well my one now I, the one that I went for is a bit basic that's fine 
Har. I mean, rom coms is pretty basic. Har. Yeah, I mean that is basic, but I love <laughs> horror. We love horror movies. We love, I mean, I think to be honest, I could have qualified it and said cheesy horror, but I, I mean, feel like when you got you, cheesy horror, you I got f- ghost horror, you got slasher horror, I you got feel like, horror. I movies. feel like when Paul and Connor watch a film, I maybe I will subdivide that because I think horror is too broad. It is very broad. Rom com is broad. Okay, I'm gonna subdivide it into slashers. Okay, I like that. Right. And go on. What's your What's your first suggestion? Oh, Halloween. Halloween. I mean. The first slasher. The first. It's probably not actually. No, but it's not. No, the first. No. I would say the first blockbuster. Psycho. Yes, Psycho is the first horror, uh, slasher. Good. Halloween. <laughs> Mine is a bit more uh, specific. Okay. So, a few weeks ago, I my last film I saw in the cinema. No, no, no. We saw The Invisible Man, but the last film, the second last film I saw in the cinema was The Call of the Wild, and I loved it. Oh yeah, and that had a dog as a main character. I didn't see this. No, you didn't. I'm not picking. Uh, I'm not picking versions of Call of the Wild. I'm picking animal protagonists because I love oh. a film okay. with an animal protagonist. Like Beethoven. Yes, that would be a choice. Okay. That you could pick next week if right. we win it. Okay. Mine is actually the exact same film I picked for the last time. It's Watership Down. Oh okay. Because Rabbits. I read that book. Uh, a few months ago and I it really impacted me and I haven't seen the film and I don't want to see the film until I, I just really want to see the, excuse me I really want to see the film for the first time in the context of the podcast so I'm picking Watership Down and then going forward we'd pick other films with animal protagonists mm-hmm. so animal protagonists versus slasher and I think slasher sounds exciting so I don't really mind no 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 no. we have a different one oh we have a new we have a new system we, have a, we, we, have we, a new we, system. we were doing the flip a coin but it kept landing on heads <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this seems to ah. land on hands a lot. So what we've done is, and we don't even have to do that. Now we're not no, going to be embarrassed. The we won't be embarrassed by me saying, I'm picking heads. What are you picking, Connor? Oh, yeah. We're just picking, we've just done a ratatow system with a Paul and it's a Connor. It's called wheelofnames.com. And we have two names. One's Paul and one is Connor. Are you ready? I'm in magic. Uh, right, so what do you do? Oh, okay, so you put in Paul and Connor and, and then, then it's you just like a wheel of fortune. You just says wheels. Are you ready? Goes, yeah, yeah, go on. It's slashes. I win. Man, you've won the last two genres. I know. Did I win? Oh yeah, I did. You won rom coms. Oh poor Paul. It's all right. I'll just have to pick up a different genre for what was. Well, you can pick the same one next time. I mean, there is a very violent scene. What did you? What was the genre you picked against rom coms? I don't know when it kind of changes. Disney animated films. Right. Okay. I mean, to be fair, when we picked that one, it had been like eight months before since we had picked musicals. Right. <laughs> we're, we're moving yeah. faster we're now. We're moving fast. Okay. But I'm so excited slashers. to do Halloween. I think that's a good choice. Yeah, a lot a of people film. have seen Halloween, so a lot Ooh, of people will tune in. I didn't qualify original or most recent. I think the most recent was called Halloween as well, wasn't it? Well, which I assumed you meant the original. But yeah, let's go with the original. I think that's that's a strong yeah. one to go with. Is it in the 70s? 77. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis, who oh, is... Nice segue from Tony Curtis. Yes. Oh, wow. It, it's, it's all serendipitous. I love Jamie Curtis. I think she's fabulous. She is fabulous. So she's listen, a bit cray cray on interviews I've seen, but that's fine. I don't, this, I don't agree with that. I think she's great. So listen, what we would like you guys to do is we would like you to look at our website, which is silver 
hyphen screamers.com or you could add us on instagram which is silver screamers podcast or facebook also silver screamers podcast and if you have anything that you'd like to say to us privately you can email us at silver screamers at gmail.com which we'll check any day now <laughs> you can also find us on spotify silver screamers and itunes you were on spotify we're so professional i know but we would we would like to take in suggestions for future films that fit the theme yeah. or or going forward future themes i ain't if gonna have, promise that no. i'm gonna pick your theme if you've any now we've got we've got a a, a couple of weeks of uh slashers. slashers so send in your slasher recommendations and we will take them into consideration but we obviously can't we will it. take them into consideration but we're very independent <laughs> If you say it, I will do it. <laughs> he hasn't got much imagination. He picks them about 30 oh, that's a terrible thing to say, dear Bobber. Oh, no, no. no. That's no. a terrible... That is actually a terrible thing to say. I'm sorry, baby. Um, I'm sorry, baby. Okay. I'll make it up later. Good. Anyway, so you've been listening to Paul. And, and this is Sarah Screamer. Wow, wow.